Reporting what level the FTSE is sitting at is one of the biggest misinformations in personal finances. Welcome to episode 30. It's a short one, it's a sweet one, it's a simple one. What the hell is the FTSE? everyone and welcome to episode 30 of the podcast. I hope you are all having an enjoyable January. I know this time of year it can seem a bit doom and gloom, the excitement after Christmas, the New Year's resolutions. Are you sticking to them? See two podcasts ago for some more chat on this. But I hope you've all had a good year so far. Uh, Things are busy with me. Got quite a few things going on with clients at the moment and I am, where possible, trying to keep up to date with the podcast. Really trying to get this out to you, dear money nerds, every week and I will try my very best to stick to that as we go through 2024. Now, coming up today, just before we get into it, is a little bit about the FTSE. I know a lot of people, even if you are not financially savvy, will have heard of the FTSE. It's one of the things out there that is just thrown at us in the never-ending worry service news media almost daily. And I'm going to give you some information on what it is, why you need to care, and ultimately why you don't need to care. But before we get into that, there is a quick shameful call out from me to please ask if you are enjoying the podcast do leave me a review if you're listening on apple podcasts or if you're listening on spotify and then please just rate the podcast it really helps to keep it up the money charts and get it out to as many people as possible if you can let me know what you're thinking be it good or be it bad please do let me know so i can incorporate this into future episodes and similarly if there's things you would like me to cover please do reach out. I'm really getting encouraging feedback from a lot of people now and they're giving me great ammunition for future episodes, things they want to be covered, things that's stressing them out with money and I will build it into the plan. So please do keep me in the loop, money nerds. So let's get into this episode 30. I can't believe we're already here at episode 30. It's just over half a year ago that the podcast has started up. So thank you, as always, for joining me on the journey. It really, really does mean a lot. So thank you. So we're talking today about the FTSE. Now, as I've mentioned, this is one of those terms that even if you have little interest in personal finance, little knowledge of personal finance, you probably still have heard of the FTSE. Now, I'm going to really dissect this and break this down into the the fundamentals here. What are we talking about when we talk about the FTSE? So the kind of informal phrase that you might hear in the media is FTSE spelt F-O-O-T-S-I-E. The FTSE is up, the FTSE is down. And you hear about that bizarrely on a daily basis. And it just, it honestly befuddles me why this is communicated to people. It's It's ludicrous. Sometimes you see it on on news channels, they'll report the news headlines, they'll report the weather and the sport, and then they'll give you an update. And the FTSE closed at 7,284 today. I would then say, who the hell cares? 
you shouldn't care. I certainly don't care. But why is that? It must be pretty important if they're reporting on it every day. Well, dear money nerds, it's not. So let's start off by dissecting what it actually is. So FTSE, as I've mentioned, is the kind of informal slang term we talk about, but it's actually called the FTSE index. Now, the FTSE stands for the Financial Times Stock Exchange. And what it simply is, is an index. And the way to think about that is basically a menu which summarises certain bits of information. Now, the FTSE as a body, if we call it that, has a number of different indexes. But the most famous one that gets reported in the media is the FTSE 100. And what that effectively is, is that's a menu of the 100 biggest companies who are listed on the UK stock market. So you following me? We've got FTSE index 100. Now the FTSE has other indices, as I've alluded to. There's the FTSE 250, there's the FTSE 350, the FTSE All Share, and they all have different constituent companies that make up that index. But the FTSE 100 is the most widely reported. And the reason for that is it lists the top 100 companies in the UK. So if you're a company and you're listed on the UK stock market, if your market capitalization and what that effectively means is how big a company you are, what the value of your shares are multiplied by the number of shares you have outstanding gives an indication of the total capitalization value of the company. Well, the top 100 companies listed from 1 to 100 will make up this FTSE index. And as companies vary in size, they may drop out of the FTSE 100. They may drop into a secondary league, if we call it that. Think of this like football league tables. The FTSE 100 in the UK is the Premiership. Now, while you might be keen to know how the Premiership looks and you follow the news of your favourite team and how they're performing, the same really shouldn't apply to the FTSE. I do not know why this has become ingrained in the media psyche that we should give a damn what the FTSE is doing. Broadly, it's supposed to be representative of how the UK economy is doing, but is it really? I don't think so. Now, you hear about in the media the FTSE is valued at a certain number. Typically, it will say things like the FTSE has closed at 7,000 today. The FTSE opened at 7,423 yesterday morning. Don't get bogged down into what those numbers mean. They have no real meaning. The basis is that when the index started out, the base level was 1,000, and it's broadly a measure by which the index is tracked as going up or down. That 7,000 or whatever it might be at has no real bearing. It's not as if 1,000 is a bad number, 10,000 is a good number. It's all pretty arbitrary, and that's why you really shouldn't get too hung up on what the FTSE is doing. So if the FTSE is going up, it basically means the constituent companies that are underpinning that index, think of those as the football teams in the Premier League, are performing well or badly. And every quarter, the FTSE will review those teams that are in the index and those that are deemed too small to be in the top 100 
are moved down the tables. Now, as I mentioned, it's reported excessively in the media. And unless you are looking solely at the UK large cap market, so what the hell am I talking about there? We're looking at companies who are listed in the UK that have a large capitalization. So the big players out there. Some of the famous names that we all know, AstraZeneca, Shell, HSBC, Unilever, BP, they will all have a listing in the UK stock market. The movements in the FTSE really have close to no bearing on you. It's a representation not of the UK market as a whole. It's certainly not a representation of global markets. It's just a basket of bigger UK companies. So why is it that that is the yardstick we use for judging how well the economy is doing in the UK? That might be the case looking at things domestically, but no matter what we think of our great nation, we are a tiny speck when it looks at the backdrop of the entire world economy and world capitalism and world stock markets. So why should you care? If you are an individual out there who's got your entire pension fund in AstraZeneca, well, I would be saying to you, why, obviously? Why would you put your entire wealth, the entire future financial plan based upon the fortunes of one company, regardless of who it is? This is not an attack on AstraZeneca. I'm using it as an example. If you've got just AstraZeneca or one of the other companies in the FTSE, you may have more of an interest in what the FTSE is doing. Or if you, for instance, have even in a diversified basket, a diversified portfolio that is solely based on tracking the FTSE index, you may have a greater interest. But if you're doing things sensibly, you should looking you should be looking way, way beyond our shores and looking at things on a global level. And this is where you might have heard of other indices on other stock markets. So there's things like the Standard & Poor's S&P 500, which looks at the US market. Dow Jones Industrial Average, again, based in the US market. They're all just different league tables, which summarize different things and each represent different geographies or different market industries. So, for example, the S&P 500 is considered to be the kind of broad brush measure of the US economy. You may have heard of the Nasdaq, which is typically considered to be more oriented than at technology stocks. So as a result, when the big players in the technology market, the Microsoft, the Apples, the Twitters, the Facebooks or whatever they're called nowadays, when they're doing well, typically the Nasdaq will do well. So these are all just, as I said in that football analogy, these are league tables that exist across the world. And it just so happens that in the UK, our Premier League table is the FTSE 100. And for some reason, that gets shoved down our throat on a daily basis. It gets quoted in newspapers. But unless you are putting all your eggs in one basket, if you're only looking domestically, at the UK economy, which you shouldn't be doing. There's a lot out there around domestic biases and thinking that as a home country, you invest in what you know and the companies that you know. That is a fallacy. So if we look at this through the lens of should we be concerned at what the FTSE is doing 
every time you hear the word footsie in the media and the never-ending worry service that is the news, just tune it out because it is pretty much irrelevant. Whether the footsie is up or down, it should be no consequence to you. So I told you finances don't have to be complicated. That's what Heads Up on Money is all about. So that was a short one this week. You now know what the footsie is. Next time you hear it in the news, remember what I told you in the last 10 minutes and ignore what you are listening to. It is not of consequence to you if you are a sensible, diversified investor who is in it for the long term as all investors should be. Thanks again, money nerds, and I will see you on next week's episode. Have a wonderful week. Goodbye for now.